want to talk about the new album and tour and everything and uh, get your opinion on a couple things and talk about some old friends. But let's start off with the uh, the couple of songs you've given us so far, Zoinks and I Am John 5 and looking forward to the uh, Invasion album. And what can we tell fans about that album? You know, it's um, something I've been working on for a long time, and I'm releasing uh, a new song and a new video every month. And I think it's a really great way to do something like that. It keeps the record alive, and it keeps people, you know, keeps people interested in what's going on with, you know, everything. So a record doesn't die in like, you know, a month or something. So it kind of keeps the record alive for quite a little while, and it's uh, it's wonderful. It really has been working out well, and you know, the songs we've been having. A lot of fun playing them live and uh, just having a great time. I was going to ask you, with as busy as your quote-unquote day job keeps you, when you do these solo albums and you've been so persistent and so dedicated and cranking them out consistently, I figure you either do it one of two ways. You either lock yourself in a studio for a couple of weeks or do you just kind of chip away and, and get an idea and hum it into a phone or something? What's kind of the, the process for you? Well, it's funny. You know, I'm always playing guitar. You know, always, always, always happening. I'm playing right now. <laughs> you know, so playing right before you called you, and I'm going to play right after. So I think I just am always writing. I'm always working. I'm always trying to, um, you know, be creative. And it's just uh, a really, you know, it's just something that I do all the time. I watch TV and I play guitar. I love the very Saturday morning uh, flavor to these two videos, and I imagine there's going to be at least another in, in a trilogy, or is the storyline going to continue on? Are you going to do a, a video for each song on the album? Yeah, I'm going to do, we did another one called Crank It, which is not animated, and uh, but man, people love that one. And uh, yeah, we're just going to do as many videos as we can, and um, you know, I pay for everything. And uh, so it's all up to me, you know, no one's helping me out. I'm just doing this for the love of the guitar and the love of music and getting out and playing for the people. It's wonderful. And, you know, I was thinking with the with the tune itself, I Am John 5, it, it technically some, some vocals in there. Is that ever something that you would kind of consider as working in some vocals into your solo music? That's about as close as you'll hear the vocals uh, <laughs> is because, you know, I no singer. I've worked with the greatest singers in the world, but, uh, you know, that's a talk box that plugs into the, you know, guitar and all that stuff. So it's really a, a cool way to get your um, to get your little hook across, if you will. Yeah, kind of like a, what like Bon Jovi used to use, right? The the talk yeah, box thing. Yeah, Peter Frampton. Right. And, uh, even Motley Crue used it a little bit on Kickstart Your Heart at the end. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And we got the live shows coming up. Uh, the Whiskey sold out on April the 6th, and then the very next night at the House of Blues of Anaheim in the Parish Room. Have, have you been there yet? I, I'm sure you haven't played there with Zombie. I haven't, and I think there's like, I, I think that might be sold out right now. And uh, so everything's going really well. Like all the Northern California shows are sold out. So, um, you know, California, it's, it is my favorite place to play and you know it's where i live and everything like that so uh i really love the support and all that stuff i mean i can't express how happy i am uh when i'm there and playing and playing for the for all my california creatures speaking of uh california and live i saw you a few months ago at the dime bash playing for a few which was oh, great yeah, to see that's right how was that experience for you oh that was a lot of fun i mean how is that not fun? It's just so great to do that kind of stuff. And it's really, uh, you know, I love Rita and uh, Dime's wife and, of course, Dime and Vinny and, you know, everybody. It's just uh, an honor for me to get up on that stage and 
help celebrate uh, Mr. Dimebag Darrell. Yeah, and, and really, Vinny, this year, too, I was going to ask you if you had any, any stories with either of the Abbott brothers from, from all these years of touring. And Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's the only time I've ever had alcohol in my body is when, <laughs> you know, Dime, Dime and Vinny were on our bus, and they wouldn't get off unless I took a drink, and it was, you know, something I'll never forget. And, um, you know, I just uh, love them and miss them very much. Yeah, me too, and, and it's still still sinking in. And wanted to ask you about a, a couple of uh, other older friends that you've worked with in the in the past. And a guy that uh, another drummer that I don't think gets enough credit and enough people don't talk about, but I'm a big big fan of. And wanted to talk to you a little bit about Randy Castillo, who you played with in a yeah. couple of bands. And, and if you had any good good Randy stories, or maybe how you met him and any experience with him, because I I think he's criminally underrated. Oh, he he is such a great drummer, and he was such a great friend you know he was just such a a close friend and we had so much fun together we really did i did my very first tour with him and we had so much fun he was uh an incredible musician and an incredible person and um i was uh, doing this thing for Corey taylor at the roxy and uh i went next door to the rainbow to get something to eat or something like that while they were doing sound check uh-huh. And I saw a picture of Randy, you know, when I knew Randy. And um, I was like, oh, I was just so, so taken back because, uh, again, I mean, he was just such a great, great person. Yeah, that's what I've always heard, one of the nicest guys. Any Anything about his personality or sense of humor? Do you like horror movies, anything like that? He was just, he always loved to have a good time. He was never in a bad mood. He just always loved to have a good time he was always happy you know when he got behind the drums it was just like it was perfection you know he just did it up and he was amazing at it all the time he was so i mean what a great drummer just a phenomenal drummer yeah i i I really do miss him so much yeah it makes me it makes me so sad yeah, not to not to bum you out. One other one other guy I wanted to ask you about that's sadly no no longer with us. That you at least worked with once, and but probably knew from the scene. Wayne Static. Yeah, Wayne. I I didn't know him that well, but I was a fan of Static X. Yeah, and I love Static X. I was like, oh man, I just thought it was so hooking. It was so good what they were doing, and they asked me to do a solo and to play on this song and I was really really happy about it and the song is called Cannibal and I just loved the song you know I just like was so into it it was so good and I just um, you know still listen to that song today and I'm very proud of it because it's, it's a great great song and I'm a I'm very happy to be a, pr- a part of that history of the Static X history yeah, that was kind of a nice return to the the heaviness for them, and especially on that tune, opening up the album with it. And I'm glad to see that that uh, Wayne is going to kind of be honored this summer with that that tour that's going out with the uh, surviving members. Yes, and it is doing very well, as, as you know, as it should be. So uh, it's about time, and I'm very very happy about that. Yeah, me too, John. It won't keep you too much longer. Just a couple more for you. Uh, it was cool to see your uh, name on the credits for working with motley crew i imagine for the the dirt and the soundtrack and the new tunes absolutely it's my great great buddy my best friend is nikki six so um you know if we're not at the mall or riding bikes or doing something silly like 
16-year-olds do, but uh, <laughs> then we get together and write songs, and, it, um, you know, we write really well together. We wrote the Meatloaf song, um, Bad Out of Hell 3, uh, The Monster's Loose. We wrote, you know, songs for that, and we wrote. I wrote for 6 a.m., and uh, a bunch of really, really cool stuff, and now The Motley. So whenever we write together, we have really good success. And um, the song The Dirt is really super, super successful. <laughs> so it's been uh, a wonderful thing. And I'm, you know, Motley Crue is one of my favorites, and it is an honor to be a part of the history. Yeah, for sure. And, and talk about underrated. Another guy, Mick Mars, criminally underrated. I mean, a lot of a lot of what people talk about with Motley is kind of their uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But Mick, a, a criminally underrated guitar player. Oh yeah, I mean, I was you know, and still I'm so influenced by him, and I think he's you know just so wonderful. I just uh, always loved Mick and loved how he played and everything. He was just you know one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, me too. And cool that he's playing your riffs essentially nowadays. That's really killer. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's all we're all uh, just trying to make great music, and so that's what's uh, that's what's important to me. And uh, I, I would wouldn't be doing my job if we didn't talk a little uh, about the day job, quote unquote, and and Rob Zombie. And I I, I don't know I. I I'm scared. Are you one of those guys that that uh, if you tell someone to not do something, you're going to make sure you do it? Like, that's that's how I got on the radio. My parents said, oh, you'll never make it on the radio. So that was my fuel to get me on the radio today. Are you one of those guys that are kind of fueled by those people that tell you things and you're going to be like, oh, let me do the exact opposite and do that? Actually, it's funny you say that because, no, like, I know there's there is a lot of people. Like, if somebody says, like, if my mom said better not do this. I'm not one of those people that go, well, I'm definitely going to do it. I always <laughs> thought, well, I'm probably not going to, I probably don't want to do that because she's probably just looking out for me. Yeah. But if it's someone like, you know, you'll never make it, of course, I'll, you know, I'll just do what's in my heart. And I think that's what I've always done. I just, you know, you, you try because it's just what you want to do. And I don't think, I think you don't try, you just do because it's who you are. And that's um, what's uh, most important. Since you're not one of those people, on behalf of all the the radio DJs, and I'm sure your friend Eddie Trunk would uh, agree on this too, but can we shorten the Rob Zombie album titles? It's a a lot for us DJs to spit out all at once. The last couple have been some real mouthfuls, and I'm I'm hoping we can get back to like a, you know, two, three, four, maybe word album title with the new Rob Zombie music coming. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, you know, I still haven't learned the other two with the long titles, but, uh, you know, this is what he does, and this is why he's Rob Zombie. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know what he's going to do, but uh, whatever he's going to do, it's going to be wonderful. Can't wait for that. I mean, I, I'm sure that's all, all in his hands, and, and uh, nothing you can say, but the, the album is done, right? The album is done, mixed, mastered, and ready to go, and he's finishing up the movie right now, so... You know, he's got it all figured out, what he wants to do when he wants to release it, but it is a monster. It is a monster, and when that monster is unleashed, I think people are really going to be friends with that monster. <laughs> I can't wait, and, and looking forward to that. And, you know, soundtracks, that's something that you, I know you've worked with, with Rob and other people on, but uh, is that something that you enjoy doing, is, is more the soundtrack work aside from working with other artists? 
Not really, to be honest. I will always work on soundtrack stuff with Rob, you know, when he asks me, but I probably wouldn't do it for anyone else other than Rob. It's just not something I really enjoy um, other than with Rob because we laugh and we giggle and we have such a good time, but um, because it's music that is not supposed to be listened to. It is music that is not supposed to get your attention. It's just to create a mood, you know, to build suspense or something. But I want to make music that people are going to, you know, really study and get crazy on. I don't know. It's just something I'm not, maybe I'm not great at it, but, (laughs) you know, I just really like being on stage and making records and things like that. But, you know, for Rob, I'll do anything. You know, I'll take a bullet for that guy. So I'll always do it. And we always have a great time doing it. That's for sure. I'm bummed to hear that because I missed it. It feels like there's been the death of the soundtrack. Soundtracks used to be a really cool and used to be a focal point for movies, of, you know, a long time ago. And it seems like that it's a dying art form. So I'm kind of bummed to, to see soundtracks go away. I was hoping you were going to get it revitalized for us here. But yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah, doing like scores for movies that, you know, the soundtracks, it's just, you know, you get some good songs, all that stuff. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. I used, you know, doing soundtracks like having cool songs, writing songs for the movie. Now, that's something different. That's wonderful. Yeah, and like, I always enjoy that. Like the Crow soundtrack or, you know, a lot of people... Oh, yeah, that stuff's great. You know, like, Oh, Brother, Art Thou? You know, all that great stuff. John, I appreciate all the time. I just wanted to get you on one last thing, uh, a little game I like to play and get everyone's opinion on. And, uh, you know, we all know the the big four of, of thrash metal that was kind of talked about, and they did a couple shows together, right? Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, and that was kind of to, to brand thrash metal in the, in the 80s. And I've been working on the, the evolution, and I've come up with what I call the Flannel Five. And curious, your favorite of the Flannel Five, which would consist of, not that they could tour, but just your favorite as a fan, Nirvana, Um, Pearl Jam, STP, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Who would be your favorite off of that list? A a fine, fine question. In order, because I love them all. Right. I'm going to say Alice in Chains, because it was so heavy. And Lane Staley's voice, oh my God, it, it, it just, I, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it so much. Then I'd say Nirvana. Then I would say STP, Soundgarden, and then um, Pearl Jam. There and there. I would say that order. But I love them all, of course. But yeah. it would be so hard to pick. But, you know, of course you want an order. And that's what I would say. So Alice would be your number one. If you could only pick one, it would be Alice. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on, on the vocals and, and those haunting melody. It always seemed so, like, dreary and sad. And, of course, oh, you being a guitar yeah. player, Jerry Cantrell, of course, too. I mean, I mean, what great riffs and just, like, you know, all those bands are so talented, though. Jesus, you know, it's just incredible. I loved it. The 90s, I don't know if, you know, if they like calling it grunge or anything, but I loved it. I thought amazing music came out of it there at that time. Unbelievable music came out of that time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's kind of why I wanted to highlight it. And just to wrap it up, uh, pick an Alice in Chains tune to play on the radio. Them Bones. Perfect. And can I get you on one more, John? I got, I got one more evolution to that. Sure. So we'll take it from the 90s, more early 90s, go late 90s, and go a little uh, new metal and, and call it the new metal six-pack. Okay. So this is going to consist of uh, Rage, Against the Machine, Corn, 
Lincoln Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, System of a Down. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, should I pick my favorite one? Yeah, I'm look, just looking for your favorite. Not necessarily the order, but your favorite off of that list. I would say Rage Against the Machine because they were my, you know, I was so inspired by Tom and I just love Zach so much. And, you know, I just love the, I just love the band so much, you know, and Brad. And, you know, every, I, I just love it. It's Rage was my favorite. I would go see them every chance I could. Yeah, and they really kind of kicked it all off. I mean, if they, they're technically the first band, I think, out of, out of all of those bands, for sure. They were definitely innovators, and uh, they were definitely revolutionary. Yeah, and, and Tom, with like you said, with the guitar, I mean, the sounds he created, like it wasn't even about how fast. It was just those sounds that he was making the guitar like do. It was incredible. It was definitely a, an epiphany. It was like he's, he's wonderful. He's a wonderful human being and an incredible musician. And just to have some fun, pick pick a Rage song. Oh, boy. Let's see. I'm going to pick Freedom. There we go. Going back to the first album. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time, John. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at... Mike Z967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 967 KCAL Rocks online at KCALFM.com. Adios.